0: This is Your Therapy Tools, and today I'm talking more about boundaries and toxic relationships. So, in the last episode, the quick little episode I had, I talked about a couple of examples of boundaries. Rigid and porous. Firm boundaries and very uh, non-existent (laughs) boundaries. If if you're the person who has the nice, firm boundaries, you are definitely not a codependent type of personality. If you have uh, an, a lack of boundaries, then you're definitely in the codependent category. And um, if you check out my episode on codependency, you'll be able to get more in-depth information on that. And... Um, Typically, codependent people are the ones that narcissists get their hooks into. So if you've been struggling with repeating the pattern of choosing narcissistic partners, it's time to stay single and partner with nobody and look at your codependent tendencies. Do you feel like you, you like to fix people? You like to help people? you feel guilty if you tell people no? You're willing to share anything and everything about you and that you own, because that is something toxic people will do. Uh, they will test your boundaries right away. You know, by eating off your plate on the first date. Um, they will, when you move in together, they will take on the attitude that everything you own belongs to them, and they will, they will take out. Uh, your favorite guitar and start playing it and not ask you. They will get into your, uh, beauty products or steal your razor or, uh, <laughs> all kinds of little things. When you first move in together, they'll start going through all of your stuff and they'll just act like it belongs to them. Um, they'll also volunteer you, uh, Codependent people tend to be pretty talented people. They tend to have a lot of different talents because they go above and beyond and do everything for everyone and they do the research to learn how to do it right. So uh, they typically have some talents that maybe other people don't have and the toxic person that they're in a relationship with will volunteer their services to others and then push them into it, manipulate them into it, either with charm or with shame or with guilt. Um, so if you're the codependent type who has little to no boundaries, it's time to really jump into what codependency means and learn how to do the opposite. And that, that starts with developing some really good boundaries and realizing that you are, are just as valuable as everybody else. That your peace of mind, your good night's sleep, your free time for your self care or your hobbies or fun, that's just as valuable as everybody else's. And nobody has the right to infringe on that. So, up your game, hold yourself to a higher standard first, and then you will just automatically hold the rest of the world to a higher standard as well and it will you will be weeding your garden through the process and you will probably lose a lot of friends who are not really your friends and you may end up splitting up with your partner who's not really your partner <laughs> so look into that and and i i kind of ended the last segment talking about radically accepting your toxic partner and um, realizing they are who they are. And I wanted to add to that thought. Um, Think of your toxic partner or friend, whoever it is that you're dealing with. Think of them as somebody you don't really know. Think of them as a stranger. I mean, you might know them. You might, you might've, been acquainted with this person or married to this person for years and you think well I know this person but honestly you really don't because this person has surprised you with all kinds of things especially if in the beginning you were love bombed and you thought this was like the most romantic person in the world and They stood up for you and defended you. They were romantic. They brought you flowers. They did all these things and you became so enmeshed and you thought, I finally found the one, right? And then one day you find out they were cheating on you the whole time. And then it makes you back up and think to yourself, oh my God, I don't even know this person. And you may notice the toxic person that you're with. They tend to be a little different with each person. Um, if they're talking to somebody who's really into golfing, they'll talk about golf the whole time and they'll say how much they love golf and how good they are at golf. If they're talking to somebody who's really into football, they'll talk about football the whole time. And some of these toxic people, it's pretty amazing to observe. Um, they will begin to laugh like the friend they just hung out with. Like if that friend has an obnoxious, cackling, laugh, suddenly your toxic person will be laughing like that for a day or two after hanging out with that person. Uh, If they're, if they're with somebody who says cool beans to everything, um, they'll start saying cool beans to everything for a day or two, and then it'll fade away. Um, They start to mimic basically whoever they're hanging out with, mirroring and mimicking. It's, it's what they're very good at. So think of your toxic person, as somebody that you don't know. And think about how you how you respond to or deal with people that you don't know. When we don't know somebody, we just kind of give them an automatic level of respect. And we have good boundaries. We don't immediately spill our life story to somebody that we don't know. Um, we give them personal space. We don't pry into their thoughts or feelings. We uh, we have that basic level of respect. So if you look at this person like somebody that you don't know, this person is a stranger because deep down inside of them is a whole different shit show going on than what they show you on the outside. And they're not being their true authentic selves because probably they don't know who that is. Narcissistic people um, don't truly have a real sense of self. They attach their sense of self to their occupation or to a certain role or to a fantasy. So their authentic self is really an empty black hole and when when they attach to you you become part of a shared fantasy with them so take a step back think of them as somebody that you don't know and keep your boundaries or set your boundaries if you don't have any yet and I've gone over this before but I would like to go over it again Um, this is a list of warning signs That you're with a toxic or abusive person. Um, And for all of these warning signs, the best therapy tool for you to combat this stuff is good boundaries. (laughs) So I'll take a quick break and then we're going to jump in. Thank you for hanging in there with me. So now, let's jump into this. Warning number one. The love bombing. They're pushing you for very, very quick uniting enmeshment. They want to be involved with you 150% right away. And you're on your first date. Um, They come on very, very strong. Very, very charming. They'll tell you things like, I've never been in love before until right now. They might just look you dead in the eye after an hour on your first date and say, this might sound crazy, but I think I love you. They'll tell you that they've never felt this way about anybody in their whole lives. And it's just cosmic and crazy and they're overwhelmed. Remember... Remember Tom Cruise on the Oprah show when he was first with Katie Holmes, the way he was jumping up and down and all over the place, telling, telling Oprah how much he just loved Katie Holmes. That's a good example. (laughs) That's a good example. He was just over the top and, and that's how they will be. Not to say they'll be jumping up and down in front of you like a person on crack, but their emotions will be like that intense super intense almost creepy right and a good boundary for that is whoa you don't even know me I don't even know you slow down there buddy (laughs) um and and you may not want to agree to a second date after that because um obsess much you know so um number two Jealousy. Number one, if somebody is, is a super jealous person, they hate themselves. They feel insecure. Um, and you don't want to be with somebody like that because you will be constantly reassuring them of how great they are and that's what they want. So um, they become very, very possessive over you as well. They'll call or text you constantly. They'll visit you unexpectedly They'll talk you out of going to work because you might meet somebody else while you're there. Uh, They'll check the mileage on your car. They'll set up cameras in your home. They'll accuse you of cheating on them constantly when, in fact, they're probably cheating on you. Um, And the way to combat jealousy early on in the beginning, the first sign of jealousy... You tell them, I'm secure in this relationship, and I'm not worried about what you're doing. And I will not be monitored. Um, If you can't trust me, there's nowhere, nowhere else we can go with this. So we can be friends, and I hope you have a great life, and it's over. Bye. If you're already involved with somebody who has you in a prison because of their jealousy... It's time to set some boundaries and tell them, I am not your prisoner. I am not your dolly. You have to trust me or this will go nowhere. I refuse to be spied on. I refuse. Now, if you have been cheated on, (coughs) if you have been cheated on and you are trying to rebuild trust, It is normal to want to make sure they give you full accountability where you have access to their phone and you can track where they are and what they're doing for a while, but it does have to stop. You can't live that way your whole life. You have to develop some sort of trust again or in that relationship. But when people are healing from infidelity, that is a common thing. And usually both parties will agree to that open accountability and um, allow the other person to dig and, and be nosy and be possessive for a little while but you if you feel like you have to do that for the rest of your life you're with the wrong person so again a boundary is okay calm down with that crap I don't find that appealing it doesn't feel good and I refuse to ha- I refuse to deal with that Um, Number three, they're very controlling. They want to control everything you do. They want to control who you hang out with. They want to control your money. They want to control everything that goes on in the home. And they question you quite intensely. Uh, They interrogate you. You know, they'll want to know who you were with for how long. Where did you go? What did you eat? Um... It's pretty intense, pretty intense. And, uh, that's just another piece of that jealousy and insecurity and possessing you and being obsessed with controlling you. And of course the obvious boundary there is, Hey, I am an equal to you and I'm an adult and I'm capable of making good decisions. And you need to back off. If you don't, then we can't be together. And in the very beginning of a relationship, they might the controlling person, they might uh, try to order for you without asking you. Like sometimes it's fun. Somebody might take you to an Italian restaurant you've never been to. And they might say, hey, so I've eaten here a few times and um, I absolutely love this one dish. And do you mind if I order it for you? So you can try it. Um, That's okay. But if you're on a date and the waiter comes over, waitress comes over, can I take your order? And the other person says, oh yeah, I'll have this, this, and this. And they'll have this, this, and this. And you're over there, your jaw drops. You're like, excuse me, (laughs) I didn't want that. Um, That's your first clue that they will be a controlling person. And you may just want to back out after that. Uh, No matter what their excuse is, they might come after the fact and say, oh, it's just because I love that certain burger and I thought you would like it, so I ordered it for you. I don't care what their excuse is. They didn't ask your permission to order for you. They just decided that they knew what was best for you in that moment, and that is a big red flag. So if you are just dating somebody and you've noticed some controlling behaviors, especially if they ask you, who your friends are, uh, where do you go with them, what do you do, um, in a manner that's that's not just being inquisitive, like, oh, what do you guys do? Oh, you play tennis, that's cool. Um, it's more like they want more detail, and they want to know if there's any attraction, and they want to, you know, um, yeah, it's it's not going to end well. So set your boundaries. Make sure you know they, they know that you know that they're trying to be too controlling and let them know that you will not be controlled. You are your own person, you will do your own thing. And if they don't trust you and if they're not okay with that, then that's their problem. Number four, unrealistic expectations. Expectations always lead to heartache and rage. We, we set up these expectations for others, especially if you're with a toxic person. You expect them to have empathy. You expect them to apologize and follow through. You expect them to hear you out and care about your feelings. And it causes you a lot of heartache. When they have unrealistic expectations, that's when it equals rage. They expect you to be perfect and meet their every need. They expect you to do a lot more than you're capable of doing. They expect the world out of you, and they will not be shy about telling you what a fuck-up you are, or what a disappointment you are, or accuse you of doing it not as well as they expected on purpose just to be mean. They will accuse you of all kinds of stuff, and that's where they start raging at you, because they have unrealistic expectations. So... Sometimes they don't state those expectations, they just think it, and when you don't live up to it, you get punished. So it's important to set a boundary there and tell them, I'm not perfect, and if that's what you expect, that's your issue, move along. Um, Number five is isolation. They want to cut you off from your friends, your family, and anybody else who they see as a threat to them imprisoning you. So if you have friends or family who are going to look at that person and say, what's up with that? He, They control what you eat, what you wear, where you go. They're super jealous. Um, that's weird. And, and don't you feel isolated? Don't you feel alone? Like you should come hang out with us more. That toxic person is going to want to get rid of that friend right away because they will be talking some sense into you. So the toxic person will tell you, oh, I think she's a whore. I don't think you should hang out with her. Uh, I heard she slept with a lot of people, even married people. Or um, your dad is, is a jerk and He's trying to keep you all for himself because you used to be a daddy's girl. So you need to cut ties with your dad. They'll, they'll, you know, the controlling aspect. They're going to jump in and tell you who you should and shouldn't hang out with. And they want to knock out everyone you're close to who's supportive and logical first. So your boundary with that is, hell no, that's my father. I will never cut ties with him. Or, hell no, that's my best friend, and just because she may or may not be that way doesn't mean I will be. We are two separate people who do our own thing. If you don't like that, then goodbye. Number six, they blame everybody's. They blame everybody else for their problems and mistakes. They will boss you around. And it's always somebody else's a, a fault for... ...for their abusive behavior... ...or if anything goes wrong... Um, ...they don't take accountability... ...it's not their fault... ...it's your fault... If, if, ...if he raged... ...and told you you were a total... ...selfish, conniving, manipulative bitch... ...it's because... ...you found proof that he was cheating... ...and presented him with it... ...and it's your fault... ...that he's upset... ...because the way you presented it... ...wasn't very nice... (laughs) everything is your fault. If he, if he cheats on you, it's your fault because you gained weight or it's your fault because you didn't initiate sex or it's your fault because you told him one time that you didn't have an orgasm. So that hurt his feelings. So he had to go and have affairs. It's your fault. It'll always be your fault. Somehow, whatever they've done to you, it's your fault. When you have feelings or you react Uh, you get blamed for being crazy. So no accountability. That's where they play the victim. They play the victim. They'll go out and bash in somebody's windshield and then they'll play the victim and say the reason they did it is because he stole their family. Um, Nope, nope, nope. So to set a boundary there, you can say, um, it's not my fault you made a bad decision. And my feelings are valid. And I refuse to be disrespected by you. And if it's in the very beginning of a relationship, look for signs that he's shifting blame onto others because they they won't do it to you in the very beginning. In the very beginning, they're idealizing you so they don't want to push you away because they're in the process of getting their claws into you. So in the beginning of the relationship, you're going to hear a lot of phrases like, well, yeah, I burned their house down, but it was their fault because he slept with my wife, my ex-wife. And I went over there and I burned their house down. And uh, the guy at work, yeah, I got him fired, but he deserved it because he was stealing my clients and he was being a jerk to me. So I got him fired and then I went one step further and convinced his wife that he was cheating on her and now he's divorced. But it was his fault, not mine. Um, They blame everything on everybody else. Look for little signs of that if you're in the uh, beginning of a relationship. And if you notice that this person's not taking accountability, you set your boundary by, you don't have to point out their behavior, you just set your boundary by saying, I don't think this is going to work out, we're not a good fit, I'm moving on. number seven they make everybody responsible for their feelings so more accountability or lack thereof um they always say you make me mad you are hurting me or you make me happy it's never i feel angry i feel i feel really happy today it's never it's always you make me you make me. So they don't take responsibility for their own feelings. If if they feel sad, it's your fault. If they feel angry, it's your fault. If they're happy, oh, they'll give you the credit. Maybe, maybe. Usually they take the credit for that themselves. But setting a boundary with that is... I'm not responsible for your feelings and you're not responsible for mine. It's up to us to make ourselves happy. So if, if you feel like I'm making you mad, you have to ask yourself why you're allowing yourself to get angry over something like this and work on you, which they won't work on themselves. And that's where radical acceptance comes in, where you say he is who he is or she is sh- who she is. And you, you plan your exit because that's not going to change. Not unless they do some very extensive therapy. And most of the time, toxic people don't feel like they need therapy. They think every therapist they've ever met is garbage and that they know what's best. And okay, rock on. Rock on, brothers and sisters. (laughs) Go do your thing. But you don't have to put up with it. You can set a boundary and say, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that. Otherwise you're gonna spend your life apologizing and breaking your neck to put a smile on their face. And that's not necessary in a healthy relationship. Number eight, they are hypersensitive. They're very easily insulted. The the toxic person's ego is so fragile. It's ridiculously fragile. They claim that their feelings are hurt when they're really mad. They'll rant about the injustice of things that are just really a part of life, like having to wait in line at the bank. That's just part of life. But they'll rant and rave about how unjust and unfair it is to all these people that have to stand there and they'll point out some old lady with a walker and say, for fuck's sake, look at her. This is wrong. This is wrong. They'll make a big deal out of it. And they're always they're always looking. They're paranoid. They're 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 really uh, honestly paranoid. They're always looking for a fight. They're always looking for drama. They're looking for a reason to attack. And somebody can just look at them across the room, and they will make up this whole backstory about how that person's jealous of them and probably wants to steal their wife away and and probably gonna challenge them to a fight in the parking lot. Who knows? And they get themselves really worked up, all all because of their fragile ego. So to set a boundary with that, if they uh, are suddenly insulted because you put the eggs on the left side of the plate instead of the right, or whatever, whatever their ridiculous reason is, they feel insulted, just don't try to fight with them. Don't just say, hey, I'm sorry I insulted you. Next time I'll put the eggs on the right side of the plate, okay? And sometimes that'll disarm them. And sometimes they'll continue to rant. And you can say, I can see that you're really upset. I am going to give you some space. I'll be back later. Go in your room, read a book, leave if you can. Um, But set that boundary. Don't just stand there and take the abuse. Number nine, cruelty to animals and to children. They kill or punish or abandon animals. So they'll take your your dog and dump it in an orchard two towns away because your dog peed on the couch. And they'll tell you the dog ran away. Or they will take the dog out in the field and shoot it because it was barking early in the morning when they were trying to sleep. And sometimes they'll tell you about it just to torture you. And sometimes they'll say, oh, the dog ran away. Um... With children, they expect children to do things that are way above their ability level, you know? They'll expect a five-year-old to be able to clean the whole house and put away all the laundry perfectly. Um, They'll expect a toddler to understand the logic behind not screaming all night because we have to sleep. It's really ridiculous their expectations um they would spank a two-year-old for wetting their pants and make fun of a toddler for crying rather than understanding like how children work and then they'll be the first to give you parenting advice (laughs) so funny the contradiction there but um of course, the boundary is don't touch my animals, stay away from my kids. Um, and and you'll be able to see early warning signs of this early on. Um, you'll get little clues, especially when, if you have children, uh, number one, don't introduce a new person to your children until you have a solid, firm relationship of a good six months at least. Keep these people away from your kids. You don't know who is a predator and who isn't, and... Toxic people are no better than a predator when it comes to being around your children. They can do some mental damage that will take years of therapy to undo. So protect your babies. Protect your animals. Don't let these toxic people into your life. You know, back to number one. They come on strong. They come on fast. And they want to get into your life and take over as quickly as possible. Don't let that happen. Keep that boundary firm. Um, number 10, they use playful playfulness, force forceful playfulness during sex. They might throw you down, hold you against your will, tie you up, and they might find the idea or the fantasy of rape to be very exciting. And this can be a man or a woman. Um, that's definitely a sign of a twisted mind. (laughs) Um, and of course the obvious boundary there is I'm not into that shit. Uh, that's creepy. No, thank you. And get out of that relationship because if that is their fantasy, they have some major issues and that's a humongous red flag. You just cannot ignore Uh, If you stay in that relationship with somebody who has fantasies like that, you could end up being on a documentary talking about your serial killer rapist ex-boyfriend who you had no clue was raping women around town. Or they could end up hurting or accidentally or possibly on purpose killing you um, by choking you too much or, you know, don't play along with it. If that if that's not your thing if you're not into Sm, if you're not into that kind of thing um, where you know how to safely enjoy your kink, stay away from people who have those types of fantasies that's dangerous, very dangerous. Um, number 11 is verbal abuse. They criticize you they say blatantly hurtful things they're cruel in their words they degrade you they cuss you out they call you horrible ugly names and this might also involve um sleep deprivation where you had an argument earlier and it it seemed like it mellowed out and you're just you're going to go to bed you have to work in the morning you're going to go get some sleep And the next thing you know, here comes the toxic person and they flip the light on and pull the blanket off you and say, I am not done talking to you. And they keep you up all night. They deprive you of your sleep. Um, they, they verbally abuse you. They tell other people you're a worthless pig. They, you know, it's, it goes on and on and on. And of course that's not good for our psyche at all. Um, And honestly, they need to be looking in a mirror when they're saying all those things because really they hate themselves. So when that happens, the boundary is, hey, I get that you're mad and that's fine that you're mad. I, uh, however, do not accept being disrespected. I will not stand here and listen to you rant at me like this. I'm leaving and get out of there. If you can't get out of there, at least go in another room and lock the door and turn on some music, or put on headphones, but don't listen to it, um, 12 is rigid sex roles, so they expect you to serve them, obey them, stay home, you serve, obey, and stay home, soldier, that is your job, you cook, you clean, you fold the laundry, that is your job. Uh, They don't see you as an equal. They have no respect for you. And if you're in the early stages of the relationship, they might talk about how their mother was the best homemaker ever. She stayed home. She never went out clubbing. She was always dressed up pretty. She always had dinner on the table for dad and the kids every night. If if they're idealizing their mother that way, they're going to expect it from you. Um, and that's not a good sign. If this is the case, this red flag cannot be ignored. And if the woman is the toxic one, she'll be telling the man, you go to work, you come straight home, you pay the bills, you mow the lawn and you service me and you better be home every day by five or else you better, you know, that control issue. Control, 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 possess. So if that red flag comes up, the rigid sex roles like the role of the mother, the wife, the woman, the role of the man, if if you're seeing that, make sure you set a boundary and say, look, it's not the 1950s anymore. And just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't go and do all the things anybody else can do. So if you don't like that, there's the door, bud. Um, 13, Sudden Mood Swings. Rapid cycling of moods. They switch from being sweet and loving to explosive and violent in a matter of minutes. And, uh, it's just more confusing by the by the moment because they can just... It's like Jekyll and Hyde. That's a huge red flag. This person is super toxic, super neurotic, possibly bipolar, uh, unmedicated bipolar, and they need to go get some help. They need to work on themselves, and it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to help them... It's your job to keep yourself safe and keep your peace of mind intact. That's your job. Number 14, past battering. They admit to hitting women in the past, but they say those women made them do it. I don't care why they hit a woman. That's a red flag. Get the hell out of there. And if a woman is punching men in the face, get the hell away from her. She's a violent nut. (laughs) And then 15, threats of violence. If I can't have you, nobody will. I could kill you and nobody would miss you because you're just here with me and your family is estranged. Um, Everybody talks that way. Shut up. You're being dramatic. Uh, All of that. If there are any threats of violence, run, baby, run. Go to a shelter if you have to. It doesn't matter. I hope this was helpful and I will jump on boundaries part, part four soon. Uh, Let me know your questions and comments. And as always choose you every day, be true to you first and everybody else second, because you're worth it. You deserve it. And you're awesome.